The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is our gospel reading for this past Sunday. That's from Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 to 20, the gospel reading for the 14th Sunday after Pentecost. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. My dear friends in Christ, after Peter made that wonderful, wonderful confession saying that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, well, Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. The fact is, is that Peter wasn't so smart that he figured out that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter wasn't so smart, and for that matter, no one is so smart that he can figure that out on his own. The Apostle Paul, he said, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. Peter was only able to make that crest, that confession you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. He was only able to do that because God the Father had sent the Holy Spirit to him to work faith on his heart, in his heart, so that he'd be able to see Jesus as the Christ, the Son of the living God. It's only because of God the Father sending the Holy Spirit. And we're in the same boat that the Apostle Peter was in. Like Peter, well, we can make that confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, but we can only do that because the Father has sent the Holy Spirit to us to work faith in our hearts. Let's never stop thanking God for the fact that he did send the Holy Spirit to us to create that faith in our hearts so that we can say, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. There was a man who carried in a little folder a piece of microfilm that was barely an inch square. And on that piece of microfilm was the entire Bible, the entire text, a reproduction of the Bible in a space well, actually, it was a little bigger than a square inch, 
Every single word on the Bible was there, all 1,245 pages, all 773,746 words that were contained in the Bible translation that that man used. But the fact is, is that he couldn't recognize a single one of those words on his own. In order to be able to read and look at those words, what he needed was a high-powered microscope or a microfilm reader. Only those devices could read those words. And now see, we have a problem, we could say, that's similar to that man. And that is, well, but we can read the Bible. We can see the words that are there. And, well, it's not that we need a microfilm reader or a, a high-powered microscope, but we need an outside device in order to really grasp the message that's contained in the Word of God. And, of course, that outside device is really the Holy Spirit. It's only by the power of the Holy Spirit that we can come to grasp the words of Scripture and come to grasp that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, to see him as our Savior from sin and our way to eternal life. And see, it's only because God the Father sent the Spirit to us that we can join Peter in saying of Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus told Peter, I tell you, that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, of hell, will not overcome it. The rock on which Christ built his church was not Peter, as some have falsely thought. Peter, he could be overcome. And now just think what happened about a year after the time of Jesus saying this, of Peter saying, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. About a year after that, Peter was overcome by a young servant girl. Peter denied knowing Jesus three times. This young servant girl came to him and challenged him or lightly questioned him, really, about him being a follower of Jesus, and he ended up denying Jesus. Well, he was overcome by that young servant girl, by the temptation that she sent his way. So the church couldn't and wouldn't be built on Peter, but the church is built on the God-given, God-worked faith that God worked in the heart of Peter. And the church is built on the God-given, God-worked faith that God graciously gives to you and to me as well. It's on that faith that the church is built. That confession which God the Father sending the Holy Spirit to us enables us to say that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus next in our reading tells us how to apply our confession about who he is as we talk about our Savior, Jesus said, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The keys to heaven? 
Ultimately, that's the law and the gospel and the whole teaching of the forgiveness of sins. The law and the gospel, those teachings, they're given to us believers to you, to use. The law key is the binding key through the preaching of the law, sharing the law with others. What God wants us to do is out of loving care and concern for the souls of others, he wants us to show them their sins. Show them their sins and if someone is shown his sin and is unrepentant or not sorry for his sin, if he's intending to deliberately continue in his sin, then we have to use the binding key and tell that person, well, Jesus did pay for his sins, but his sins are bound to him because of his impenitence, because he's not repentant of his sin, because he's rejecting the forgiveness of sins that Christ won for him by his actions. And now that's not a key that we'd always want to use, but yet it's a key that we'd want to use, preaching the law and telling people who are unrepentant that they're still in their sins because we want to try to reach them and we want to be able to use the loosing key, the gospel on that person. And well, when a person is led to faith and, and is in repentance in the Savior, then a person is sorry for his sin. He looks to God for forgiveness. He wants the Holy Spirit to help him to live according to God's will and to fight against the sin that's in his life. Then we can use that loosing key and tell people that, yeah, Jesus forgave them of all their sins and their sins are gone. Obviously, it's more enjoyable for us to use the loosing key I much, so much prefer, like at the beginning of our church service, to say the words, I forgive you your sins in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But we also need to recognize that there are those times when we'd have to say, you're, you're in your sins and you're rejecting God's forgiveness and you need to look to Jesus for forgiveness and to God for his help to fight against the sin that's in your life. Let's never forget to use that law and binding key when it's necessary so that God can reach people who could be lost. We want to be able to proclaim to them the loosing key, the gospel, and tell them about the great forgiveness that is ours in Jesus. We want to let people rejoice in the fact that Jesus paid for their sins and he won heaven for them. Now, through the Holy Spirit, confessing Christ and his forgiveness, by the Spirit, confessing Christ and his forgiveness, thank God that he has sent the Holy Spirit to you so that you know Christ and his forgiveness and pro can proclaim to everyone the Savior and the forgiveness of sins that opens heaven 
close of our reading, Jesus did warn the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. He spoke those words because at that time, because Jesus hadn't accomplished his work yet, he hadn't gone to the cross and suffered and died, the people weren't ready for that message. But here today, Jesus says to us, you proclaim that message. You proclaim that message. You tell the world that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and through faith in him, we can be sure of heaven. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, please keep sending us to us the Holy Spirit to build up and strengthen our faith so that with our words and our actions and our lives, we are always confessing that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You are our Savior, the one who lived and died to pay for the sins of the world so that whoever believes in you will not perish but have eternal life. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.